Yeah, hello, sir. Hey y'all, this is the Frame of Flower podcast, episode number 29. I'm joined by a very, very special guest. His name is Lofa Tatupu. He's a former NFL player and now is in the CBD and cannabis industry. Whoopsies. Really appreciate you for joining me, by the way, Lofa. Right on, brother. Thanks for having me. Yeah, man. 100%. So just for the audience, give, you know, give like a quick little background, like kind of where you're from, you know, your NFL career, your football career. Um yeah. Second generation NFL. My dad, mostly the Tupu, he played uh, 14 years in the NFL. So football was definitely a passion of mine that, uh, and it still is, man. I love the game. Uh, I'll always be married to the game. And, um, you know, I uh, went to University of Maine out of high school. Uh, I grew up in, let me back it up, grew up in Massachusetts because my dad played 13 of his 14 years for the Patriots. And, um, you know, didn't get really recruited out of high school. So um, I went to University of Maine and I played a year up there, played pretty well. And I ended up transferring to, to Southern Cal, which is where most people know me from. Um, the, the early Pete Carroll days and the national championships. Were you were you really part of that? I didn't know that actually. You're part of the Reggie Bush, that, that whole era, the whole Matt Liner era. Matt and Reggie are part of the loaf of the Tupu era. Yeah, that's the, that, <laughs> my bad, my bad. <laughs> I was, yeah, I was there from 2002 to 2004. Wow. And, um, you know, I'm probably one of very few players to say they, they got the honor to play with uh, three Heisman Trophy winners, Carson Palmer, then Matt Liner, and then Reggie Bush. And, um, I mean, yeah, man, it was, it's easy to play defense when you have the number one offense. So, yeah, no, I mean, no, I mean dude, that don't take, a, don't take away from yourself. Cause I mean, I swear that, you know, you need the defense, but do that, 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 I mean, that team is uh, definitely, you know, I mean, Definitely the top 10 best college teams of all time, I'd say, right? I mean, at least. It was, it was a pretty special run. Uh, yeah. Not, not just from the um, the Heisman trophies, but uh, the two years that I got to start, um, we uh, went 25 and one. We only lost one game, triple overtime to uh, Cal and a guy by the name of Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, I know. I, I, had, a, I had a buddy who uh, he told me, his dad, Aaron Rodgers, used to stay on his dad's couch before and before he before he became the QB of uh, of Kyle and and it's just yeah it's wild but yeah man. Uh, yeah that's lost that chip on the shoulder huh yeah man yeah dude yeah they they drafted that uh, that new young quarterback right and I think that put another um, another chip on his shoulder again <laughs> okay now not to get too far off track he yeah. can't be too upset because when there was a legend in front of him in Brett Favre. He was drafted around the same spot. Exactly. So hopefully he's going into it with, you know, he's got both perspectives, you know, being that guy that's going to eventually maybe replace the legend. And uh, and then, you know, just, you know, we'll see how it goes. But hopefully he takes that experience into account when he's when he's dealing with uh, Jordan. Knight. Yeah, no, I mean, I think he is, though, right? Isn't he? He's, he's getting he's in the MVP combo right now, right? Or am I am I off? Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah no, he's he's uh, I mean. <laughs> foregone conclusion that he's going to get it i'd like to see derrick henry get it like quarterbacks yeah. they always get the love I and mean, first of all i want to see russell wilson get it yeah of um, course yeah i don't know if they're going to you know, with the, the way the offense did the last couple weeks i don't know if they're going to do that but derrick henry led the league in rushing for a second year in a row and this time breaking 2,000 yards i mean you know they're going to run the ball and you still can't stop that guy yeah beast 
He's like really too like one of those few people that really came out like you know he's one of the Alabama backs, but like everyone always goes, oh, it's Alabama. I mean that's why. I mean not to say like all of those people have come out you know from Bama have been amazing, but to do that and then come to the NFL and continue doing that, that's the wildest, impressive. The wildest thing about Derrick Henry is he's like the all-time leading rusher in high school, like that's forever. So and so to have those expectations placed on him, he went to college, he won the Heisman. He goes to the NFL and uh, second round. I don't know how a guy like that goes second round. And uh, and then he's he's really got a chance to win the uh, the MVP of the league. And I think he should. So we'll see. But um, when's the last time a running back won an MVP? It's been a while, right? I mean, I can't even remember. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's uh, dude, I, I feel you on that. I would. I hope. I hope so too. Yeah, hundred percent. Okay, well, let's get back to. So you're so you're at you're in you're at SC. So some great years there. And, yeah. Um, you know, I left. I left as a junior because I felt I was ready for the NFL. And um, you know, I was lucky and blessed to be drafted by the Seattle Seahawks, um, an amazing organization by you know the late Paul Paul Allen man, who you know he set the foundation for you know how you know community work and everything that that they do. And um, so that was just you know incredible to to come to to this organization and the city. I didn't. I didn't know how beautiful the city was and, um, and how much I missed it when I moved away. So I'm, um, you know, grateful to be back. And, um, yeah, I played six years with the Hawks. Um, it was, uh, it was an awesome career. Um, and then, you know, injuries, man, they happen. That's, it's kind of, uh, you know, the first three years out the gate were great. Uh, three pro bowls and all pro Super Bowl appearance, which, you know, I'll cherish for you yeah. know, all of my life. Uh, you know, it's not, nothing like, championship football you know from college to the nfl that's why you play the game and so um do you think wait real quick real quick like personally like how bad do you think those refs were because i remember i was i think i was in like i think i was a fifth grader watching that game and i remember i'm 24 right now but i remember i think i was a fifth grader watching that game and i remember we're all there and we all got like we were those some of those calls were insane and i mean to this day right people still say that right like yeah, we were one of the least penalized teams year in and year out under Mike Holmgren. And so, like, I mean, probably we probably set a record for penalties. You know? Yeah. And so that was very uncharacteristic of us. And, you know, it's uh, you make peace with it or I've made peace with it. I don't know about all my teammates, <laughs> but I've made peace with it knowing that, you know, it's just circumstances that you can't control. Things out of your control. Now, you can't control how the ref sees it or how he called it. Um, and for them to come back years later and apologize, that was probably the toughest part. Yeah. That was tougher than like losing. It was almost like losing it all over again. It's like, man, so you're telling me that you weren't at your best in our biggest moment, you know, athletically in our careers, our biggest game, you weren't at your best. And, and that's why we potentially don't have a ring. So, I mean, at that point, you almost want to just get blown out, right? You almost want to lose by like yeah. 30. So you can just say, oh, well, we didn't have a chance anyways, but the moment wasn't too big for us. Shit happened. <laughs> yeah, dude. I, I remember the. I remember just those refs just really, really, like, you know how everyone always says, like, oh, it was the refs. No, no, no. This time, actually, though, the refs played w- way too big of a part than they should have been playing in terms of, like, how much it yeah, affected the game. But that's good to hear, though, man, from you. Yeah, I mean, that 
yeah, I did remember them coming out and saying, yeah, we, we messed that one up, which is like, yeah, it's almost worse. I wish he would have just went to his grave and said, you know what? I called it how I saw it. I would have respected that, you know? And yeah. it's, almost, it's almost, and I, I feel like such an asshole to say I don't respect him for telling us the truth, <laughs> but it's just like, man, I wish, I wish you didn't tell me that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, 100%. So, and then, so how long, so how long, you, you, had a, you had a pretty long NFL career, right? You, it was six years, my man. Six years. Okay. So that's, so that's, I think that's like, I mean, that's, that's way above average though. I mean, the average is what, like a year and a half, like a couple seasons. I think three is the average. Yeah. Yeah. So twice the average. I Double. Guess. Yeah. That's good. But I mean, when everybody talks, they're like, oh, what'd you play 10 years? And I was like, no, I mean, it felt like, you know, two decades. <laughs> that's how. I mean, you played Mike, right? You played the Mike position the whole time, right? Middle linebacker, right? The whole time, or yeah, the whole time. yeah. Which is like, I would say, I mean, what you like running back, probably number one, like harder, you know, kind of more harder hit. The oh, what in terms of physical? In terms of physicality, in terms of like how, because like the average like running back's career is like a year and a half or something like that, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, you know, running backs they take they take a punishment, man. You know, mm-hmm. I don't know how they do it. Especially yeah. like a guy like Marshawn, man, played 10, 11 years. Yeah. And just, I mean, he delivered the hit. So Yeah, yeah, beast mode. That was, that was a fun guy to play with. Yeah, 100%. Sweet, yeah, so six years. And then, so when did you start to really get into the cannabis industry, CBD? Like, when did you, you know, I guess when did your, when did your first experiences start to really occur with that before maybe going into the business, if that? Yeah, even um, – 2010-ish, 11, like my last year playing for the Hawks, I was starting to hear more and more and there's friends and people saying, hey, it's going to be legal here soon, you know, real soon. And so I was like, oh, that's interesting. So I talked to a couple friends and, you know, saw if there was any interest in, you know, if you're going to post football, you know, going into the transition, if you're going to learn something, you know, learn something new. And it's a, it's an industry that there's a lot of unknowns, right? And um, speaking of unknown, I didn't know that it would restore me mentally, physically, and emotionally from all the trauma I suffered in, in the NFL. I'm talking six years. The reason my career was so short was because of the injuries. Uh, in those six years, there's a span of 10 surgeries and 15, 15 plus concussions. And so, you know, with every, you know, season, you're not even at 100% going into the next season. And that was what really the toll emotionally. And you see a lot of these guys retiring and, you know, rightfully so at a younger age, they're walking away from the game rather than crawling away from the game like I did. And um, so I'm, I'm proud because, you know, those, those hits, they add up. And especially, you know, the, um, the brain injuries, we're starting to see more and more evidence about that. But so I got interested about the industry just because in terms of when I first met cannabis, when I first knew of cannabis, it was when I was, I'm gonna say high school, you know, like junior high, high school, you're experimenting, you know, not everyone, but I was. And, um, you know, I don't know, for some reason, I was always just happy with cannabis. It was the right choice. Um, It agreed with me, mind, body and soul. And uh, much like you hear a lot of athletes, you know, for, for all the the injuries you go through and, and everything, it just um, where it gets the bad stigma, you know, about, oh, they're just a stoner or, or something like that. 
No, man, it was real healing, um, you know, from any kind of trauma, like I said, mentally, emotionally, and physically. So um, that's where my journey with cannabis really started back then. I had to give it up through for football. I made the choice to give it up uh, right when I got to college. Um, you know, it football meant more to me. And um, so, which is sad because had I stayed with hemp, cannabis, you know, uh, THC, CBD, whatever you, you, you want, you know, I'm more of a CBD, as you know, zone in CBD yep. is, my, is one of my companies. Yep. Um, I'm more of an advocate and proponent of CBD because you're not high, you're just happy. And there's a time and a place for THC. And I, I full heartedly, you know, back and advocate for that too. Um, but, you know, I'm really excited and passionate about, you know, full spectrum oil, you know, which is derived from hemp. So it has under the 0.3% THC, so it's federally legal. And, um, and it's really about educating everybody about what it is and what it isn't, because you say hemp and they go, oh, weed. And, yeah. you know, it's just so that education piece is huge. But when I got out of ball, I was looking for answers, man, you know, for all the ailments that, that I've, you know, just ex described. And, um, you know, as I got into the industry, we, me and my partner, Matt McCoy, who, who runs 1937 Farms with his with our brother, Jeff McCoy. I've known them since I was 19. So it goes back to like college days. And, and we played our last year here for the Hawks, me and Matt in 2010. And um, we stuck around and, you know, we were just trying to figure out, you know, what do we want to do next? You know, uh, football, that chapter's closed in our life. And um, what, what had brought me back was coaching and he had stuck around. And so we bought some property. And, um, you know, with that, we had the idea that, Hey, we'll just um, we'll slowly dip our toes in and learn, and that learning curve had, it got steepened because, you know, some people let us down in terms of you know overpromising and underdelivering in in the business fashion. So we had to step in and take over operations, and 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 build a brand which is 1937 Farms, and you know you know we're really proud of it. And um, but as I got into cannabis, I still wasn't big into smoking. I had been gone away. I tried to go back. But it just wasn't it wasn't for me anymore. I don't know. I'm sure you've heard people say that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You get the anxiety. Your heart's beating. You're like, uh, I'm like, the anxiety is just a little too crazy right now. Yeah. No, I, I have similar things as well with that. Yeah. Really well, it's all about balance. Right? Yeah. And mm -hmm. so, um, you know, I was doing more research and even, you know, so I'm, I can only if I do eat or smoke, it has to be a sativa. Right. Mm -hmm. I have to go up. <laughs> I'm already like very, you know, you know, slow going, you know, mild tempered, I need to come up. And yeah, I'm the, I'm the same way. Yeah. If it's an indica or a high, even a hybrid, I'll just start to get really slowed down. So and, uh, and my, my boy, Matt McCoy, he's the other way, he needs to come down. He's, he's go, 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 high energy, everything. And so that's all it is, is about finding your balance. And um, I, I did notice that when you take like microdose, because that's all, all that was really allowed in the I-502 recreational was THC um, products. So I tried to find one with the smallest amount and I tried to dose it out. So there wasn't any high, there wasn't, it's just, you know, like I said, zone in, it's just, whoo. and um, Fairwinds Cannabis, I'm not sure if you're familiar with that. Yeah, I love Fairwinds, yep. Man, everybody does. James and Wendy Hall and their whole team, phenomenal people. Yeah. They, they put amazing products out. But they made one um, full, FECO, full extract cannabis oil. 
And it was like maybe it was a 25, 10 to one ratio, 25 milligrams TA, CBD to 2.5 THC. So there's like very little to none in there. And, um, you know, within weeks, a week of taking it, I just started feeling young again. I'm talking inflammation went down, um, you know, positive positivity started radiating. It was, it was wild, man. It was not the guy I used to be. It was the guy I always wanted to be. And, you know, that's, so that's why I'm so adamant about talking about, um, you know, a proponent of CBD and, and THC, you know, time and a place, everybody consenting adults over 21, right? Cause we're still trying to erase the stigma, but that's really, I believe CBD is the bridge to help, you know, not erase, but educate the misinformation about hemp and cannabis. And so um, when I had my transformation with, with CBD, it was primarily with CBD products. Um, I just, I mean, I lost 50 pounds. I became more present moment, hence zone in. <laughs> um, in every day, you know, whether it was with my kids, whether it was work life, you know, anything. And I, you know, I started going back to the gym, which I hadn't been to the gym in like seven, eight years since I started. Oh, wow. mm -hmm. I couldn't, you know, all those surgeries, the knee surgeries, torn pecs, um, broken thumb, broken wrist, like everything on top of the concussions, which, you know, the concussions in which we talked about with depression and anxiety and all those things. If you're, if your mind's not right, the rest isn't going to fall in place. And so um, it was, it was crazy to watch the transformation. And I mean, it was pretty special, you know, to come back to life, a life that I've always wanted to live, but I started buying up all sorts of, you know, full spectrum oil, you know, the fair winds and, and yep. you know, and all good quality products. And I started handing them to friends and family that, you know, I'm watching them come back to life. That was the, that was the most rewarding part of the process watching a friend or a family member either get off of, you know, meds that they've been on for a while or, you know, not deal with pain every day, like, like I had and um, watching them live a life that they never dreamt of or, or thought was possible. That's, that was what made it so special. And so uh, I was doing, I was doing that for four, three years before starting zone in um, which we incorporated and started uh, in a year ago in 2019. Yeah, and you guys, 1930, because I've heard about 1937 Farms for a while now. What was, how, how long ago was that? Did you guys start that? I think uh, that brand was established in 2016. Yeah. Um, we, we, had, we had owned the property, um, me and Matt, since 2014, um, and then took over fully in 16. I joined him just after, because I was coaching in 15 and 16, and, um, and then I joined him just after the 16th season, and, um, and just... You know, it's uh, man, it's hard work. You know, you know, growing cannabis. Oh yeah, dude, growing cannabis is tough, man. You think, you think football's hard, man? No, I'm just kidding. No, but football is tough. Football is extremely hard. Like, you know, I I remember times being on the field, and you're just like, holy shit, like this this sucks. Oh. But I remember times I've been in the field, and you're like, holy shit, this sucks. Like I've done outdoor, indoor, all that, and it's like at like scale. Yeah. Growing cannabis is tough, man. Well, you, I mean, yeah, you're not just. You know, everyone thinks, oh, you're just a florist or a gardener. Nah, no, man, you're a no. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you're in there doing, like, real work. And yeah. um, and it's cool, man. It's incredible to see um, where, where, you know, we've taken the brand. All credit goes to my, my brothers, Matt and Jack McCoy. Love those guys. They've been holding it down. And 
because I was so passionate about CBD and just I both of these plants, hemp and cannabis, are going to heal the world. And I mean, that's really the message that I've been spreading. And that's the message that needs to be spread in order to get everybody on board and be a little more open-minded about, you know, how it can help them. Whereas all these other things that that, that people do to to self-medicate or the pharmaceuticals and oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, drugs, alcohol, man, th those are, that's really what's killing us. And where we've been told forever, uh, cannabis will kill you. And, you know, it's, you know, we stop it, it won't. Yeah, it just won't. Yeah, it's just not, it'll, it'll really just help us. I mean, you can definitely abuse, I mean, cannabis or THC, really. I mean, just any, anything too much, you know, too much of anything could be bad. But yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's hard to do with, with THC to have too much. You're just going to fall asleep. You're just yeah. going to get a more peaceful sleep. That's that's the reality of it. I mean, yeah. but, um, you know, it's uh, it's just sad because, you know, we lose people every day, yeah. you know, to, to, to things that, that, you know, this could, this plant, both these plants could really change. I mean, I'm talking, you know, full lifestyle change for me uh, from I never used to get a good sleep. I have sleep apnea. And I have the CPAP machine, so um, it's sleep apnea where you stop breathing for short periods of time. Yeah, I think I need to get one, to be honest. I need to... yeah, I'm telling you, yeah. check it out. And uh, it was a game changer for me, but also it was good, but until I had CBD, I didn't know what real rest was. I'm talking, you know, full REM sleep, sleeping, you know, it, I didn't need as much sleep. I used, to, I used to need eight to 10 hours of sleep, like, because I would get up after eight hours I would feel exhausted. I would just like, I don't want to get out of bed. How much time do I have left on the alarm clock? I went from that to waking up before my alarm at 5.30 every morning. And when you wake up, it was different, man. I was just like, okay, I'm awake. Like, I look at my clock, it's like, yo, it's 5.30. And that had never happened to me. You know, I'd always look, okay. I would have been like, oh, I got three more hours. Like, put that thing back down. I started... You know, I was like, well, I got all this extra time and it wasn't just time. It was the energy that I was having because instead of having sleep deprivation, I was, you know, fully rested. Yeah. I started going back to the gym and oh, I guess before I could even get there, I used to have to like dangle my feet off the edge of the, you know, let the blood rush to them. I'm talking like old man stuff. Like, yeah. Like you're, yeah. The, the, the circulation wasn't necessarily is there. So you had to. Yeah. And so yeah. with that, you know, I was like, all of a sudden, I just remember getting out of bed and I didn't have to like furniture walk, like use the dresser, like a toddler to get to the bathroom. I was just like up and going. And I was like, okay, you know, is this placebo effect? Is this, am I just hoping this is, you know, working? And, you know, man, it's been four years and every year just keeps getting better, including 2020. And I know 2020 was rough for everybody, um, you know, so I hope no one takes that, you know, the wrong way. But for yeah. you physically, but for you physically, it was a great year. Yeah, absolutely. Physically, mentally, emotionally, it's, you know, just having peace of mind um, and, you know, not letting things beyond my control affect me. You know, it's, yeah. it's, it's powerful stuff. And that's really what, it brought about a perspective shift. Um, and, um, you know, I've always been grateful for everything I had, but, um, you know, now just always being present moment, that's something special, man. You know, there's a lot of time we, 
we lose moments because we're thinking about the past or we're too forward forward in the future worrying about something that honestly might not even happen. And so what, what the CBD has done for me, it's, um, you know, it's really helped me zone in and just focus, in the, focus in the now, right? Yeah. Be in the now. Absolutely. So why do you, so, and I've seen, you know, I'm sure you've been advocating CBD to your, your NFL brothers, um, you know, but like, what do you, do you, do you know, like what's going on with, cause you know, we just saw recently the MLB now is cool with, they're going to start to be testing their own CBD for the MLB for the players. I heard, um, you know, the NBA is about to stop testing for THC and I don't really know what happens to CBD, but what's, what's the status with the NFL? Do you know really when it comes to that? You have no idea. Yeah. I, I don't really think they're not open to it really. Weirdly they enough. don't even know. No. And it's, um, it's sad because you know the anti-inflammatories and and the, the opiates and, and the painkillers like that's like that's drugs i mean yeah. they think they think cannabis is drugs no man and um so it's it's just sad that misinformed and old way of thinking honestly is really what it is and i'm let's let's be serious though it is a business and so if they can't make money off it because it's not federally legal, I don't know how likely they are to accept it. Now, NBA, they are much more forward thinking. They're probably the most forward thinking out of any, even back when um, they raised the limit of THC because, you know, they, they weren't concerned about it, you know, and they didn't want some players failing for having THC in their system. So the oh so they raise the the, the the particle per million or whatever their test how they yeah. they test for okay they raise okay sweet yeah so they raise that yeah now they're and then I think last year because of the pandemic and all that they just said we're not gonna test for it and then I heard Adam Silver like a week ago or like a couple of weeks ago was like I I think we're just we're not gonna test for this anymore right. yeah no I mean they're they're not they're not worried about it they're not and it's it's um you know good for them baseball. Like, unfortunately, I, I, that, that kid passed away um, a year ago and um, and they it was maybe a couple weeks or a month after they revisited. Like, hey, THC is off, you know, our you know restricted list. And um, I think hockey, I think I've read about them. They probably do it the best. They test everybody for everything and they don't they don't find you and then drag you, you know, through the mud with your name through the mud with like suspensions and all this and fines. Uh, they send you to a specialist to see if you have a problem. You know, they actually care about their players in terms of like, hey, like, are you okay? Like, is this something that you're, you know, using to cope with or something that we can help you with? That's from my understanding, their procedure. Cause I, you know, you don't rarely ever do you hear of a THC suspension, um, you know, in, in hockey. And um, so, and hockey's a little bit more like the football. Like, I mean, people get hockey smacked football. in hockey, right? <laughs> they need this the most because, yeah. because hemp, hemp and cannabis is a neuroprotectant. And so, like, with that being said, I mean, I really feel like it can repair the brain from all the, you know, the, the TBIs and, and everything. And, you know, you know, some damage, like, I'm not a doctor, but it's probably irreparable. It's what we signed up for. But I know cognitively the things that I was going through, um, short-term memory loss, uh, like, like walking into a room and being like, I was in here for something. I don't know what it was. I mean, that, that shit's scary. And I mean, that was happening when I was 30, 31. And um, 
after a hit in 2007, um, I remember I hit the back of my head hard, like just got laid out. And um, I had I had blurred vision, which is normal after a concussion or, or a mild concussion. But I had a black dot over my right eye. And I was scared to tell anybody because I didn't want them to tell me that. They want to take you out, right? And, and I was never going to play again, right? And mm. so it was fluid in my right macula. And mm. it was just a black dot. I could barely see out of my right eye. And it's not gone, but it is. it has shrunk since using CBD. And, um, you know, it's just because it's the, the anti-inflammation properties that it has. And, you know, everything that it, there's so much that it does for you. It's, um, you know, we could go on for hours about it. But um, ultimately, just fixing your, your mindset and shifting that perspective towards just one of eternal gratefulness and positivity. I mean, there's nothing stronger. You know, it CBD's made me a believer in the plants. And, and what they can do for for all of us. Yeah, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. Um, and sweet, cool. Do like fifteen more minutes, by the way. Mm -hmm. Okay, sweet. Yeah, a hundred percent. And I think. Um, you know, yeah, I think that we really haven't even tapped into the true potential of the entire plant, like, to be honest, because I mean, you know, there's CBD, CBG, I mean, there's all the CBs, really. And then there's the T the THC P THCA, like, we are not even we haven't even really scratched the surface, to be honest, on the science. And it's because this lack of federal legalization, meaning the lack of funding that's going into this research, because we need a lot more research. But, um, you know, like, like, the NFL really, in my opinion, is like, you know, what they should be doing is like realize like if they really had a true expert telling them like you guys don't even understand what this could do for your guys players. We need to be researching this. We need to be researching this, put this into sports medicine, like intertwine this, like, you know. You would have healthier players yeah. mentally and physically. And like, you know, that's the big part, you know, coming back from the concussion, you know, are they really ready to go back out there? They would know, you know. Um, and physically, you'd have less guys in the injury report. But then also when you're when you're leaving the game, you're gonna the guys are gonna walk away with less problems, you know, less, you know, debilitating injuries and just um, watching them walk away is really what I can't wait to see that day rather than get carried off the field like I was in my last game for a yeah. second. So and then you're ultimately you're putting a better product on the field and in the community, you know, and so the better they they, they treat themselves, um, the better they're going to be for everybody around. Them. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I 100% agree. But like you said, CBD does get a little too much credit. Um, that's that's why I talk about full spectrum oil because you need all the other phytocannabinoids, just a fancy term for plant, plant you know, compounds, um, because they all work synergistically together to to do their part um, with our ECS, our endocannabinoid system. So, it's, yeah. Um, yeah, man, it's because I've had I've had THC on its own back in the day, you know, inedible or whatever. While while maybe it's fun, it's it's not as healing as a little laughter is healing so yeah laughter is healing. well i i do know that like um and like this is i guess still part of the full spectrum but like uh you do need to have like what's the best way for your body to absorb the thc or cbd is to actually have them both together is to is that those two come together to actually absorb absorbing your body better so it's 
it does, you know, not to say that you need to crank up the THC hella high, but. Um, well, because THC, even if it's trace amounts, that's the one that actually has been proven to, to bind to the CB1, the, the, the brain receptors. And uh, CB2, they said it's got low affinity to bind to CB1. It's more CB2, which is why there it's a, everybody talks about, you know, the inflammation, anti-inflammation and, you know, healing properties of, uh, of CBD. But yeah, man, I, I, when I started out my journey, I, you know, took all sorts of products. I just bought them all, right? Talked to all the bud tenders, talked to everybody, yo, I want the one with the minimal to zero THC, which there wasn't really any other products out there. And I go, and I want, you know, CBD. Well, there's a lot. There's the isolate, right? Which there's, it falls along a bell curve is what they say. So you're going to hit your threshold and you're not going to get any more benefits, you know, once you hit that threshold. And um, then you go broad spectrum, which is everything but the THC. And, uh, and it's good. It, you'll, you'll feel a little bit, but the full spectrum, like the reaction I had after several months of journaling about isolate broad spectrum until I found Fairwind Speco, um, it was just, you know, an awakening of sorts, you know? Yeah. And, um, and so like, I'm forever grateful to James and Wendy. I always give them a shout out. And um, with that, I did more studying and um, and upon finding out the only difference between hemp and cannabis is the varying amounts of THC. Meaning yep. CBD from either plant, while one is legal, hemp and cannabis, you know, is not legal. It's still the same exact compound in their isolated form. So, you know, I, as soon as the hemp bill passed, I was like, hey, we need to get together and just spread this message. I've been doing it for four years. We need to make, you know, a go of this and, and you know, just tell as many people as we can about, you know, and like the, the letters, the, you know, direct messages on Instagram, the um, text messages that I get every day from people like, hey, did you know this helps you with this? Nope, but I do now. And I'm talking like this, these stories are insane, man. And that's why we're doing it because I owe my life to this plan. I really do. The life I know now, um, like I said, last four years has been the greatest of my life. And um, I owe it all to the hemp plant. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And uh, yeah. And that's, that's so beautiful to hear, man. And I, and I'm very happy for you. And uh, I hope more NFL players and more people that are dealing, you know, with coming from, you know, whatever, trauma that they're feeling or whatever they're, they're coming out of um you know whether you're a veteran you know coming out of the, coming out of the army or, or wherever you're or you're coming out of a combat sport like you know like like football you know i think that this really does have a lot of potential uh to help people and i'm very i'm very glad to hear that man that story um well dude thank you so much for joining me man i really appreciate your time um i would love to have you back sometime in the future uh we could talk more um, yeah i know because i could go yeah, I know we could talk. Yeah, hundred percent. I just, yeah, I don't want to. I don't want. Yeah, I know if we go too deep, we're gonna be here for three hours. Yeah, well, I feel I feel bad more bad about the editing that you're gonna have to do later. <laughs> no, it's good. No, no, this there's no editing at all. Don't worry. We're gonna we'll be doing clips, so we'll we'll be putting the full thing out, and then we'll just be clipping it up. You'll probably see some on. You'll probably see a couple on Instagram. So, okay. for sure. Man. But yeah, man. Well, this is the Frame of Flower podcast. This is episode number twenty nine with the legendary Loaf with the Tupu from Zone NCBD, 1937 Farms, and of course, my Seahawks, my, my beloved Seahawks, go Hawks. We're going, we're, we're going to make it deep now this year in the, in the playoffs. Yeah. Were you at the game? Did I see you at the game? I saw you, I saw you a picture. Were you able to go and, and watch it? No, was that from a, it was on Instagram. I saw a picture 
Oh, yeah. Was it? Did you did you hit up did you hit up Pete? The Pete let you? No, they. I mean, uh, it's no outsiders. No outside. Yeah. 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 No. No. Like they're not letting anybody in there. Yeah. So it's it's unfortunate, but I mean they've done pretty good with no fans, even as bad as you know the Twelves want to be in there. Yeah. Um, and I mean, yeah, of course. Like I was hoping like a playoff time. You know, you get get to twenty twenty one, and they you know lift the restrictions, but. It doesn't seem like they're going to do that anytime soon. Yeah, dude. Absolutely, man. Well, thank you so much, man. Uh, I hope to have you back on soon. And uh, I really appreciate your time. And I appreciate your story a lot, too. Seriously. Right on, man. Like I said, um, this is my new calling in life. Just uh, spread the, be an advocate, spread the message about, you know, what it is, what it isn't, and, and how it's going to, it's going to heal the world, bro. It really is. I agree. I agree, man. Hell yeah, man. Well, thank you guys so much. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. And uh, we'll see you guys in the next one. Mm -hmm.